live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Wild Wisdom. So glad to be back with you today. We have a good show in store. I am Amy Gernot, functional nutritionist and owner of Strong Soft Wild. And with me always is Dr. Deb. Oh, I can't even talk. <laughs> Let me clean my throat. Um, <laughs> Dr. Deb with Return to Wellness. I am an acupuncture, or a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. Yeah. So if you're just joining us. <laughs> Welcome. Is it Monday. <laughs> I think it's Monday. It feels like Monday. <laughs> it actually does kind of feel it like really Monday does. to me, actually. I actually had to figure out what day it was, was driving into work this morning. I'm like, is it Wednesday? I'm like, no, it's Tuesday. <laughs> like, I should know based on the clients I had today. I'm like, it's Tuesday. But yeah. it kind of felt like Monday, and then it felt like Wednesday, and then I was just completely confused. Yes. <sighs> Welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the year of mass confusion and nobody knows what day uh, of the week it is or what month it is for yeah, that matter. Exactly. it's July. It is. Like how? Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't, don't even, even know. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I always gauge the summer based on my birthday. My birthday mm-hmm. is July 17th. So, yeah. you know, my birthday's approaching and, I'm, and, and then I know the summer's half over. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like... What? I, it doesn't even make <laughs> any sense right now. I'm like, wait, isn't summer over? And then you go outside and it's 150 like, no, degrees. No, it's definitely out. not But it's over. just weird. Yeah. Like, I think part of it's like with kids not being in school, because yeah. even though we don't have kids, it's still kind of a marker yeah. for like our friends and everybody talking about when their kids are in school, they're out for the summer and right. then they're going back and we just have no concept well and and i have to drive through a school zone every morning right and we don't have and we don't have to deal with it right now (laughs) the joys of no school zones exactly (laughs) true yeah so So, yeah that's anyways interesting so we've got a good show for you today i hope you guys all liked the last couple shows if you didn't hear them please go back and listen we had the guys on i'm just talking about race and and you know growing up black in america and it was just some really good conversations Mm -hmm. we're probably going to have them on monthly so if you have questions after you've listened to those or comments please definitely let us know because we're going to start bringing in your questions and comments to those shows because they were like pumped to get to answer questions they were at first they were were nervous but then they're like great another one yeah what's the next one what's the next one making sure we got to as many as we can so they were really good shows so what we kind of want to approach today is anxiety and depression. And I know those sound, sound like super heavy topics, um, and they kind of are, but we can definitely say through our experience of working with clients and patients that we have seen upticks in depression and anxiety. And then even just things that people are talking about, you can see in behaviors, the way people are even on social media posting or not posting, you can see it coming out. Mm-hmm. And so there's pretty high levels of it. So I think we kind of just want to talk about, you know, kind of maybe what's going, what has been going on for the past couple months and why that's increasing and why we're still seeing kind of a maintain. And there's definitely, if you look at different states, um, there's been a lot of reports of calls to suicide hotlines Mm -hmm. have gone way up. So there's all of this weird, there's lots of weird energy just in general, Mm -hmm. but these are two things that have just impacted so many people, even people who haven't previously been prone to anxiety or depression. Um, so we're going to just going to kind of talk about that and and kind of what to look for, signs and things like that, that you may be experiencing that you don't realize Mm -hmm. are anxiety and depression and um, kind of how to 
work your way through that if if that's what's needed. So yeah. we're going to kind of dive in because they're, they're pretty big topics right now. Yeah. Yeah. And as we've seen over the past few months, so if we go back to March, if we're here in Texas, this is when our, sh- our shutdowns originally started and I can't believe it's been that long ago already. That's when everything kind of started here. And so when you go into an event like that, where there's this rapid shift in how you're living your daily life, it's mm-hmm. a huge shock to the nervous system. Oh yeah. Because it's like, wait, we had this like day-to-day thing that you've be- maybe been doing most of your life. Let's be honest. This mm-hmm. is a new thing for everybody to have to experience. And the fact that everybody uh, will just, you know, stick with in the, with inside the States, everybody in the States had to experience this basically. So this is a huge, you know, collective kind of event that happened. And again, it's a huge shock to the nervous system and how it's going to play out for you is dependent on what's going on in your body at the time, right. what you've been um, exposed to previously, what your tra- what your trauma history is, how you respond to stressors in general. So it can run the gamut of how you're going to respond to it. But anxiety and depression were definitely two that kind of skyrocketed, especially as we went into complete, you know, essentially complete isolation, especially for people who are living by themselves yes. and didn't have access to seeing other people. That right. is a huge, big deal. And we'll kind of talk about the isolation and depression factor because it's a big one. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So what were some things that you were starting to see with, with patients, with clients, with yourself, with family members? What are some things that you started to see during this? I mean, you know, I mean, anybody that knows me know I'm like a homebody and I live by myself. Um, and thankfully I was working, so I didn't have to be quarantined by myself. So that helped me, but it, I mean, it still was kind of depressing cause it's like, Oh, well, you know, everybody, like the thought is, well, you know, look at this person, they have somebody and they have somebody and here I am all by myself and mm-hmm. perpetually alone. And then it, it, it just downward spirals. And so, you know, when you don't have human contact, you know, even just hugging and touching, you know, like nothing, it doesn't have to be intimate, just even hugs are so important. And when people aren't getting that, you know, it it definitely, um, it shows up in the body Mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and then my patients, I mean, of course, you know, with everything going on, you know, one of the, (laughs) I mean, one of the things that I recommend to my patients is not to watch the news mm-hmm. because that is yeah. like, I mean, that's like negative Nelly spiraling down and then some. Um, but yeah, I mean, people, it's like they kind of get in that vicious circle and when they get caught up in it, it's really hard to get out. So, you know. Yeah, it's really hard once you start going into that spiral mm-hmm. to figure out how to pull yourself out. And so, it's a completely normal thing. So if you were dealing with that kind of stuff and going into those spirals, please, you know, I think one thing we really want to encourage here is if you were, if you were having issues with anxiety or depression or both, um, flopping, flip flopping back and mm-hmm. forth, don't beat yourself up about this. Okay. No, this not is at a all. massive, <laughs> this was a massive change in how we live our lives day to day. Um, and even though everyone was adjusting as best you could, there is no way to make an adjustment of that large a scale in that short amount of time mm-hmm. and not have it affect you in some way. Right. That's just the reality. So whatever it, whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Well, and then I hear from my patients, you know, that and they're happily married and they have kids. But, you know, after COVID and being quarantined, it's like, you know, like some people will say, you know, their husband was playing video games or he was working all the time. And there's depression in that. So a lot mm-hmm. of people are lonely. They're not alone, but they're lonely. Right. You Even know, within so relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and not being able to have contact with your friends like on, you know, face to face. And, you know, you just see it in so many different levels. But really, I don't know too many people that have been like, yeah, this has been amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's really hit the heart of every single person. Mm -hmm. Yep. And show and shown so many people what it's like to have that experience of those kind of, you know, issues, because we tend to stigmatize so much depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. so much, um, you know, is this mental illness. And it's really it's it's not a mental illness. It's a response of the nervous system to outside events um, and then internal dialogue. So it's a combination. And we tend to just think, oh, there's something wrong with you. You're broken. Mm -hmm. And that's not the situation. It's like they're trying to they're trying to adjust to something that's happened or something that's coming up for them. And this is how it's playing out. And so on the depression side, it can be going into sleeping all the time, not wanting to get out of bed, not having an appetite, um, um, not wanting contact. So even further isolating yourself, Mm -hmm. um, in which all of those things, the reason they're so detrimental is that we are literally wired for connection. Yes. And so the isolation factor, and actually we, we were both just listening to a, um, a, a interview with Dr. Zach Bush yesterday. Um, and he was talking about the isolation factor and how, and how, that is one of the most devastating parts of depression because we, we need each other so desperately. Mm -hmm. Um, and the interaction with each other and being in each other's environment and how that stimulates change for us. And when we tend to isolate and then also when we isolate, even just we start going into our head in isolation too. Mm-hmm. And that's where the spirals start happening. And that's where we can't really come out of it because we don't have anybody to bounce that off right. of. And that makes us isolate even more because then it's like, well, I don't want to tell people what it is that I'm thinking because right. of the stigma around it. And then I'm going to get further, you know, isolation from that because mm-hmm. people are going to think that I'm crazy or broken. Right. And that's not the case. You're just trying to adapt to the situation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I mean, there's um, a bunch of physical things that show up from anxiety too. So, you know, and a lot of people like it's very interesting because when you ask people, well, we, well, I know I do when you ask people too, like, where do you feel it in your body? So if you're anxious, where do you feel it? And people have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, uh, you mean I need to feel my body, you know? So, so, I mean, these are, these are some things that, you know, if you're experiencing them more, um, than you have in the past. I mean, just something to pay attention to. And it, you know, it doesn't mean you're doomed, but you know, some of these things would be like, your heart is racing more frequently. Um, you're short of breath. You're constantly exhausted. Your sleep is all screwed up. You have muscle aches that you normally don't have. Um, your stomach is messed up, sweating up a storm, shaky. A lot of people are shaky right now, Mm -hmm. easily startled, have a hard time swallowing, come down with lots of colds. Um, and so, you know, and especially with having it COVID, I mean, <laughs> don't yeah. even think of coughing in public. <laughs> don't even think <laughs> or of sneezing. it. Or sneezing. Everybody looks at you like you God, just tried to just, get them sick. Like you were just yeah. a murderer, you yeah. know. But those are signs and symptoms of anxiety. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, of course, and with this, you know, pandemic, if you're if you're coming down with a bunch of colds and your your stomach's messed up, I mean, those are kind of um, not kind of, those are symptoms of, of COVID. So, and then you have the fear of like, Oh my God, I probably have COVID. Why do I have a cough? Why mm-hmm. do I have this? And then that fear right. is going to lower your immune system, which is going, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. So, right. Exactly. Well, and there was a doctor out of New York who was talking about 
how many patients were coming in with COVID-like symptoms and what they really had was anxiety. Yeah. And so they were short of breath and, you know, feeling really, really tired and really fatigued. Mm -hmm. And so there was people coming in with those symptoms. So of course they're going to check them out and see what's going on. But some of them were definitely, it was anxiety and depression that was happening, but because it has those same symptoms, it looks the same. And so it's recognizing that these, these type of things are coming up. Right. And also with the anxiety, especially with people having to be in their house, the need to get up and constantly be doing something Mm. and not being able to sit still. Right. We don't think of that as being anxiety, but it actually is. is, If you can't sit and be at rest, that is the, and you have to get up and do something like you're sitting on the couch for five minutes and you're like, Oh, I need to get up and do this. Oh, I need to get up and Mm -hmm. do it. And it's not that those things don't need to be done. (laughs) They quite possibly do, but do they need to be done in that moment? Right. And so you don't allow yourself to ever rest, Mm -hmm. like to come to a resting point. And we've had this conversation so many times of the amount of people And we've both experienced this ourselves Mm -hmm. too, who can't, who even sitting still, and we think of that as resting, their body internally is not resting. It's still totally revving. I call that faux chilling. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You look like you're like all chill, but inside it's a, it's just like a shit storm happening. (laughs) Everything's like going haywire (laughs) and there's this mass chaos. Yeah. And interestingly, when we look at it from like the micro and the macro level, you know, what's going on internally is also going on externally. Yes. So if there's chaos in the body, there's chaos outside mm-hmm. happening too. There's chaos going to be in your relationships, maybe your business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be then on the community level and then, you know, going globally. So we, we see, you see both. Both are definitely happening yeah. at the same time. It's like the microcosm it of is. everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And so even externally, when you see things are really chaotic and you notice it and recognize it, it's a good time to check in yeah. internally and say, okay, how am I actually feeling? And that mm-hmm. goes back to getting into your body. Yeah. What, what are you feeling? feeling in your body yeah. are you do you notice that your stomach is like tightened up do you notice that you're holding your breath or that your shoulders are raised up mm-hmm. all the time you know start to notice those things and once once you notice them and it brings it to the light that's when you can start making right. adjustments and change it yeah yeah and it's not that <clears throat> it's not like you notice it and you're like oh crap now I have to deal with this for the rest of my life because yeah. as Maya Angelou says Maya Angelou excuse me um, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. So as you pay attention to your body and you're, you know, making the shifts or being like, oh, okay, well, I noticed that my shoulders come up when I'm stressed out. So purposefully bringing them down yeah. will reprogram the brain to keep them down. And to, so eventually you won't need to have to think about it. It yeah. will just be but it is a work in progress. It's like right. building any other muscle that we've talked about, you know? Exactly. And when you do that, it's such a good point when you like make yourself drop your shoulders, say, okay, you <sighs> drop those shoulders down and it's, it changes the way the nervous system yeah. works. It's a signal to the nervous system that all is well right. and everything is okay. And, but it takes time to start to recognize those things because we just perpetually live in a state of stress. Yeah. I mean, even before, you know, COVID came about, you know, we see this all the time mm-hmm. with people who come into the office that stress is one of the main drivers and don't get me wrong stress is not all bad we know we stress. need it yes. it's really really important the problem is is that it's a chronic it's become a chronic the condition there's way, no balance yeah. we really should be in the parasympathetic that's your rest and digest the majority of the time the mm-hmm. sympathetic fight flight should only come on when we need it yeah but people are living from that fight flight constantly like everything is a tiger now well you're being a good american that way you're being a good american that way it makes you very productive Productive, but yes. it also burns you out really fast. Yes. And then you have worth because yeah. you're busy and you're doing things. And, you know, if I like, you know, I have patients they are like, well, 
how do I sit still? Yeah. And, and even for me, like when I started the process of learning how to do this and just being, um, I had to tell myself that I was actively doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like, it's like the most jacked up way of thinking about it, but I had to, yeah. because I was so programmed that my worth was in how productive I was. Yes. You know, and, and it's so, that way for so many people. Yeah. And I think what you were, you were just kind of bringing up with people like having to be at home and maybe not working mm-hmm. when so much of our identities get wrapped up in the work part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's not necessarily something wrong with that. Like we, you know, our work is part of our identity, right, you know, right. it's because it's how we serve the world. But for so many people, like they're so, that's such a big part of their life and they don't have anything developed mm-hmm. outside of that, that without being able to work, they feel a lack of worth. Right. Definitely a lack of self-worth, which can breed anxiety and mm-hmm. depression, especially depression. And for like men right now, yeah. Men, especially the men that cannot work, because men are the providers and mm-hmm. innately. Innately. And so they, you know, like they, like their sense of worth is providing for their family. And if they aren't able to work right now, like they're going to show up with like anxiety issues, panic attack. Like, mm-hmm. so it's going to show up as like heart stuff. Yeah. And then even prostate issues. Yeah. Like major, major prostate issues. So you know, take heed to this warning if you know anybody in that situation and they're not going crazy. It's not, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the times. So it's okay. Just, you know, yeah, it's okay. And it needs to be addressed. Yeah. You know, it neither, you need to pay again, pay attention to what's going on in the body. And if people are having symptoms, but they look completely normal, they're not crazy. And it's not just all on their head. There is physiological things happening in the body when they're in a depressive or or anxious state. And even when you're in, when you're in that kind of a state in the fear state, because fear has been such a huge deal over the past few Mm -hmm. months and rightly so um, with not really understanding what's going on, not getting good information, not being able to make good decisions. We're in a state of fear and that shuts down your digestion. Mm -hmm. So you may be having like, you may have not ever had digestive issues and now you're dealing with diarrhea or constipation or you're bloated all the time because it literally, the fear literally changes the structure of your digestive yeah. system and how it functions. Well, and fear lowers the immune system. Lowers the and immune the digestive system. system is the immune system. Exactly. So, yeah, so you're just opening yourself up to more problems mm-hmm. down the line. And so we have to have this conversation about, you know, how do we correct this? Yeah. How do we start coming out of this now? So you're not continuing to go in that state and no recognizing when you go back there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've given this example in the past, but even for me, like, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to living on a sailboat, like not actually living on a sailboat, but if you think of a sailboat, like my perspective of it is you look in a distance and a sailboat just looks so serene and so perfect. And you're just like, oh my God, I want to be on that sailboat. And then I was on a sailing team (laughs) (laughs) and the captain, he was wonderful on land, but as soon as he was on the water oh my god it was (laughs) chaos and it was um kind of emotionally abusive like verbally abusive Mm -hmm. more so and it was just like uh yeah I can't I can't do this and then I realized I'm like oh my god that's how I've like lived my life I want it to look pretty from a distance Mm -hmm. but inside it's like total total chaos chaos, Mm -hmm. you know and so you know so I I've come up with the the um you know I want to live on a pontoon you know like just hang out I want a double decker pontoon with like a sled (laughs) you know a grill some you know some drinks and just chill and not have to move and just exist and be living in the moment and Mm -hmm. so but I I kind of call it like my oh shit button it's like oh you know like 
And I, I would tell my friends, like, if you see me on the sailboat, just say pontoon or sailboat mm-hmm. or something like keywords to help me recognize my own patterns. Yeah. Cause you don't rec- it's harder for us to recognize, but believe me, everybody around you knows. <laughs> yeah. They can see it. They can see when you're, when you're acting in a way that just isn't really normal for right. you or when you go into some kind of, you know, a spiral in your thoughts or how you're mm-hmm. speaking or into like a tizzy about something that you right. normally wouldn't get upset about. That's also another sign of, of anxiety is mm-hmm. getting upset about things that are pretty small and shouldn't really have that kind of an impact on you. Right. And again, this is not, there's not something wrong with you right. when that happens. You're not. And so as, and women too, I'm just going to say, you're not being an overly emotional female when that happens. <laughs> right. Can we just say that's not Be what's clear. going on? There's something in your body causing you to respond in that mm-hmm. way. You're not settled. You're feeling very, you're feeling, you know, up like in that kind of like, something's happening something's yeah. about to happen like waiting for the shoe to drop type right. of place and so of course you're going to respond mm-hmm. in a way that's going to seem overly emotional but right. it's not it's just how you're trying you're you're literally having to try to get out of your system what's happening in your right. system and yeah. especially if you're a control freak yeah. and there, you know and there's i mean a lot a lot of women are you know and believe me i have my moments too but but it's like when you're used to running a tight ship and having a schedule for the kids and running here and doing this and, and you're in control and you're the, you know, the captain of that ship. And, um, and then this does not allow for that to happen. And so you're like, well, damn, what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? You know? And, and, and then, and it does, it can go internal and, you know, like if you ever actually sit back, like if you're in one of those moments, you're like, gosh, I don't even like myself right now. Like I don't even like my own company. So, you know, and then of course, if you're in a house with five, six people, that's just, I mean, yeah, it's even more of a challenge. And, yeah. and if you're in a, in a space where you, it's really challenging to find private space, mm-hmm. you know, to have some alone time, you know, when you're with in that kind of situation, it makes it even more challenging because you don't have a moment to just like get by yourself, right. breathe, yeah. number one, you know, and just get a moment to get yourself some clarity on right. what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Like you're being triggered by whatever's up on top and there's more things going on underneath and how can you get to what's underneath so you can get yourself back to a place of being calm again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about being calm and serene all the time. That's not what yeah. that means. No, either. God, no. You know, there's mm-hmm. an ebb and flow to life, but I think that's even more the point. There's an ebb and flow to life. Right. And we want it to be very structured and be exactly the same every day. Right. Well, number one, that's boring and you take the whole, all the magic out of life when you do that when it's so structured and so defined and we I was actually just talking about this on a call today like it's so structured and so defined that all the magic's gone yeah there's no fun so interestingly I think another thing um, you know that's kind of come out of this is people having to use their imaginations Mm -hmm. and find fun yeah like find ways to be playful and have fun again which curbs anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. because you just can let go for a little bit of time yeah and we don't do that especially as adults we don't play and be yeah and and you know because you hear about people being childish but this is about being childlike exactly you know like jump on that trampoline without breaking your bones but you know (laughs) (laughs) have some fun yeah. Let loose a little bit and Go let loose of that. Exactly. Or, you know, well. let loose of that control and that the the super tight scheduling. Because mm-hmm. even when you, even for children, tight there's there's good things about some schedule because there's some structure, but it doesn't allow for play. Right. And the development side of the play and not losing that childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if you've been like super scheduled in that way before this happened and you had to kind of let go of that, I would definitely say take a look at that as you move forward. Mm-hmm. And 
kind of feel into, yes, we're using that again, feel into your body, how it felt to be really structured and how it felt to kind of loosen the reins a little bit mm-hmm. and allow for some more flow in your life. Yeah. Feel how that feels different. Right. Because I guarantee it does. Um, you just may not be accustomed to tuning into it. Well, and and kind of do my little mind trick of like, actively schedule play yeah yeah so you know might have to you know like from six well after dinner to or I don't know maybe the hour before dinner or who knows you know schedule some time that you're like we are going to be as a family and enjoy or play a game and or whatever just actively choosing choose something uh to have fun it doesn't and it doesn't have to be planned you can just sit there and stare at each other and that would get funny after a while because people would start <laughs> laughing. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can't just sit and stare at each other unless you're having an argument or something without starting to laugh at some point because it's exactly. just funny. Yeah. I mean, you can just start to feel the shift in people's energy. And yeah. part of that's that you're starting to relax. Yeah. So you start to laugh just because you're actually starting to relax right. a little bit. And, and and just to add, I mean, so people may notice if they actually like start doing this, they might notice that they do get a little bit more tired, mm-hmm. but it's because when you're in that parasympathetic 24 seven and you give yourself a little ounce of rest and then you're like, Oh Lord, I'm so fatigued. It's yeah. your body saying, please let me Thank take you. a nap. <laughs> please let me yeah. sleep an extra hour. You know, it's really okay to get more than five hours of sleep. It's very, in very fact, okay. really yeah. seven to eight. Is, Maybe even nine, depending on the I person. Know, you may need more than that. And people are like, yeah, right, whatever. Yep. I'm not doing that. But yeah, you know, and pay attention to how many medications you're on. Yes. How many times you have to get up to go to the bathroom. That's not normal. Mm-mm. Sleep is the time that your body recovers. So if you're not sleeping, your body isn't recovering. Mm-hmm which perpetuates the whole anxiety and everything else. Yes, exactly. And you're not meant to be in go, go, go mode all Mm -mm. the time. Like you said, if you're in that, you know, sympathetic state 24 seven and you rest a little bit, you might feel really, really tired. It's such a true statement because your body's not accustomed to it. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, I'm resting. What is happening right now? I'm going to take full advantage of this and make you feel more tired. Exactly. And did I say it right? Did I say the parasympathetic or sympathetic? I don't Uh, know. I don't know what you said. I don't know. Yeah. Parasympathetic is the rest and digest. Sympathetic is fight or flight. Yes. Just to be clear. Okay. Because I feel like I said that wrong. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. No. But obviously it was worth repeating because someone yep. may have not have gotten it. So exactly. Here we are. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, moving forward, I think, you know, that we didn't want to keep make this too heavy of a show talking no, about anxiety I know. and depression yeah. is, is really just recognizing where it started to show up mm-hmm. is number one. I mean, awareness is always like the number one key is recognizing that it was showing up. Start identifying where you feel it in your body, because then if it comes up again, you're going to recognize it really immediately. And you're like, OK, what's going on right now? What am I what are what am I thinking? Because mm-hmm. that can absolutely drive those things as well. Yeah. And then what do you need to do to shift that? So if you're feeling really anxious, you know, and you can't sit still, it's like, well, then go find something fun to do. Mm -hmm. Get out of this, whatever cycle you are in when you're feeling that, you know, do something completely different. So if you're getting up and cleaning the house because you can't sit still, you know, well, you might have to try to go read a book and make yourself sit there for 10 or 15 minutes. Even if you're feeling it, even if it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. it's okay if it's uncomfortable. That doesn't mean it's wrong. It's (laughs) going to feel uncomfortable to make yourself sit down for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. But that's the practice. That's how you start rewiring the system. Right. 
Remember that, that one person we told to sit for five minutes? Yes. And you would have thought we were told them to cut off their own arm. Yes. Like, for five minutes. And five it was like minutes. so shocking yeah. to think about having to sit for five minutes. Yeah. And like, well, what do you do? And that was like the question. Nothing. Well, what am I supposed to do? And like, nothing. Just sit there. Just sit there. And it, the for, the concept was so foreign. And you know it's that way for so many people. Mm, the yeah. concept of just sitting and doing nothing. That's more of a pandemic the art in of my doing opinion. nothing. Oh, exactly, yeah. It is more of a it pandemic. Is. The, the, the fact that we are unable to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that we think we have to fill every moment of our time. We think we have to fill our, every moment of our children's time. Yes. Make sure that they're constantly entertained mm-hmm. and, and we have all these activities. I don't remember... What it was? Oh, I was listening to, um, re-listening to Glennon Doyle's um, book Untamed. It's so fabulous. Oh, I've been reading. It's that. such mm-hmm. a good book. And she was talking in there about that specific thing, like scheduling all of your kids' time and how you're, you know, you're if you're not doing that, that you're a bad parent, mm-hmm. you know, and and making the shift and realizing, oh, I don't have to schedule every right. single moment of my kids' time. They can have some downtime and play. They and can rest. be bored. They can just being be bored. bored is actually a good thing. It's a good thing because it incites creativity. I mean, I remember as a kid, it's like, mom, I'm bored. I can give you something to do. Yep. <laughs> It's like, never like, mind. Oh, never mind. I'm going to go outside and play. I'll go play. <laughs> you, never, you never told your mom you were bored when no, you were a kid. No, because, yeah, you would get chores. Exactly. Then I told your mom you were bored. Like, you're going to put you to work. It's like, okay, I'd rather just be bored and try yeah. to figure it and out. And now that's a word that comes out of kids' mouths all the time. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm, like you, yeah. 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 It's like, okay, we'll go create something. Yeah. Go find something to do. Use your imagination. Right. Yeah. Go color. Go color. Adults, go color too. Yeah. I have my go coloring color. book that you got me for Christmas. Yes. I really like it. Yeah, it is one. very relaxing. It is. It's yeah. just like you get into that zone. Well, and it shuts off the chatter brain is yes. what that does. When you kind of get into that zone area, it shuts off the chatter brain and it allows that whole system, you know, the brain to really calm down. It's why it's so yeah. beneficial for you. And so if you have trouble like with meditation, if it's really challenging for mm-hmm. you, and it can be for a lot of people because um, it feels so unnatural to sit still. Right. Sometimes having an activity or right. something like that or doing a guided meditation is so helpful because you're not fully reliant on your body yet right. to do it because your body's not ready. Mm-mm. And so it's like giving yourself an activity or something to do to allow your body to get to that state. And then once your body, you know, gets acclimated to that, you can try different types of meditation. So that's like a bridge to the actively it's doing bridge. nothing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, but so I, you, I, I do. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say too, for, for people that are in the Houston area that are listening to us, if you have any questions, if you, if you need help, help you know we are absolutely here you know we'll have you come in for a consultation and see if we can help you and um you know you're not alone so don't think that you're alone yeah yeah I think that's a really good thing to say if you need help reach out for help that's a strength that's not a weakness Mm -hmm. um because when when you reach out for help and you work through something you are so much more resilient on the other side exactly rather than you trying to like bulldoze through and just like go through it it, you're, you break your body down. You actually mm-hmm. continue keeping yourself in that stress state and it breaks the body down so much faster. So reaching out for help actually takes some of the stress burden, that, yeah. that load off of you and yeah. then allows you to be more resilient on the flip yeah. side. So and yes. we will absolutely give you tools to, oh my to goodness. I mean, yeah. actual usable, usable tools, livable tools, yes. not just a pipe dream of like, no. oh, do this. And no, you know, we understand bounce. what the real world yeah how the real world works. Exactly. We're very realist. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. So your challenge is to just notice where you're at, what mm-hmm. you've been going through, what's been coming up for you and start making shifts to move in a different direction. Even if it feels 
really uncomfortable. And it will. And it will. There's no comfort. There's in no it. comfort. And but if it'll you be need amazing help, on the other side. It will. Though. And if you need help, please reach out for help. Yes. And even if it's something we can't help you with, we have lots of resources. We yes. have lots of people in our networking community that we can connect you with um, to get you whatever kind of support and resources that you require. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everyone. Cool. So that you, was good. That was good. If you have comments, of course, we always love to hear from you. The best place to reach us is through the Wild Wisdom Facebook page. So please leave your comments there. You can uh, message us through there as well. We always love to hear from you because it just helps us decide what to talk on next exactly. as you guys give us feedback and comments and conversation. So we love you all so much. We will see you next week. Have a great rest of the day. Bye.